1: why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now.
0: Kate, I'm not going to go into it, but you've had a rough week.
1: <laughs> Correct? <laughs> I mean, sure. You're tired. I'm very tired.
0: Things things have been rough this week for old been a old little Kate Ramsey here. I'm sorry, Kate Etienza here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I came with presents. Oh. Friends. I do like presents. I got them in the mail. They and my birthday. birthday is only in a few short weeks. Which I will miss because I'll be in Yellowstone. Yeah. Burp, 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 burp. Uh so I have gotten various presents uh with children's books, as is my want. Swag. Swag time. Including very interesting candle swag. So this one is for a book called The Longest Storm, uh, by Dan Yaccarino. It's it's a new picture book just coming out. And this is a petrichor
1: candle. A
0: petrichor? It's suppo-
1: I think it's supposed to smell Ooh. like it says, a storm. It, it says damp earth, ozone, and night-blooming florals. Right. It smells like a grandma's living room. <laughs> <laughs> is that what grandmas smell Maybe like? Maybe our earth Damp our gran- earth, ozone, well- <laughs> and night-blooming
0: florals? Technically, yes. Oh, okay. I guess so. Yes. All right. Fine. Okay. So not that. Well, then this next one's even weirder. Actually, uh, the next one was came with a book. So there is a there is a new book out. Uh, it's called Willow Dean. Uh, it is it is written by a Catherine Applegate, who did the one and only Ivan that was turned into a movie that got an Oscar nomination. So that was cute. Inside that box, a lollipop, a seed bearing lollipop. What? Would you like uh, to try with me the sage marshmallow
1: lollipop? What's a seed-bearing lollipop? You eat your
0: lollipop, you plant your biodegradable stick, you water, and you grow sage.
1: Oh. So the stick... I thought you had to poop out the seeds. (laughs) Then you poop
0: out the seeds. (laughs) And the robin comes. Like, no, 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 no. So this is a sage-flavored... Lollipop. I have not actually opened these yet. So on the count of three, are you ready to pop in your sage lollipop? It's not very good for a
1: podcast if both of us have our mouths full.
0: Uh, we can edit out the long moments of our tasting it. Okay. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. That does not taste like
1: sage. It doesn't. At all. No. It's well. The main ingredient is pure cane sugar. Yeah. It. it, it, That's what it. it, Then it's beet sugar. Then it's corn syrup (laughs) solid. (laughs) Uh, spring Wait a water, minute. marshmallow flavoring, basil oil, and ground sage. It's kosher and vegan.
0: So what you're telling me is that the sage is literally the least thing that is in this lollipop. Yes. I mean, the flavor is sage marshmallow. This just tastes like marshmallow.
1: Yeah, it's delicious. Well, if anyone wants a sage marshmallow seed bearing lollipop where mm. you poop out the seeds. Uh, That's you, not what you do. You can go to, uh, and Ambarella Organics. A-M-B-O-R-E-L-L-A Organics. And what do we do here on this candle
0: lollipop podcast of ours?
1: Talk about candles and lollipops.
0: Candles, lollipops, and
1: kids books. Everything, everything
0: that's wonderful. Uh, yes, actually, that third one was right anyway. Uh, yes, we talk about picture books. And we talk about whether they are good or if they are
1: Grandma's living room.
0: Yes, <laughs> if it smells like your grandmother, what did our grandmother? Mike, you know, our oh, grandmother, it's not our
1: grandmother's living room. It's someone's. a grandmother's. It's, yeah. Oh, I
0: like that. It could be like the napping house's grandma. For all exactly. we know, that's that would make sense. There was a storm in that book too. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that we did kind of an obscure picture book last week. And it seems very unfair to follow that up. Really, by logic, I should do a famous one this week, but. One thing that I like is when a publishing company decides, okay, this picture book, we've decided it's a classic. We're going to republish it, even though it's entirely potentially possible that no one remembers it whatsoever. So this book was republished last year. I'm going to be bringing it out. And it was so interesting to me. It had such an interesting team behind it. So, the, who, the the author and the illustrator we have done on this podcast before, but never in this combination. So, I'm going to pull it out now.
1: Okay. Boo!
0: fix Anthony by Judith Viorst. Illustrated by Arnold Lobel. Yes. So, Judith Viorst, best known for Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Huh. Arnold Lobel, best known for Frog and Toad. Oh, yes. What he, he's done? Humans. He has weird. Yes. Um, she's still alive, by the way. She's in her nineties, writing books about being ninety. Uh, <laughs> he is not. Good for her. Good for her. <laughs> this is uh, you know you've you've uh, you've been you you you've been dealing with me recently. You've been dealing with our brother. This this is a, a dealing with your brother type book, but a very different kind of brother than our brother. So I thought it was appropriate for this week. I'll just hand it over there.
1: Okay. All
0: right. While Kate does her read, I'm going to give you a little background information on, ooh, who should it be on? It can't be on the book, because we don't know anything about the book. It could be on Judith Viorst, but I did a thing on Judith Viorst when we did Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. I could give you some more background information on Arnold Lobel. I did give you quite a bit with the previous books we did, but Now it kind of occurs to me, like, there is not a lot of information about Arnold Lobel out there. Google him sometime. Go ahead. I'll wait here. Try to find additional information about Arnold Lobel. It doesn't come easily. Finally, after much searching, I was able to find an exhibition at San Francisco's Contemporary Jewish Museum in 2013, which did provide a little more info about Mr. Arnold Lobel. All sorts of stuff came up. Um, Drawing came to him more naturally than writing. Uh, He was known to say, writing is very painful to me. I have to force myself not to think in visual terms because I know if I start to think of pictures, I'll cop out on the text. So that was interesting. The art that was on exhibit in the San Francisco Contemporary Jewish Museum, by the way, was not Frog and Toad related. This was a collection of much of his art that people have not really seen much of, like the stuff from his 1986 collection of Mother Goose and other fairy tales, which was inspired by the artist's understanding that the rhymes came from an era, quote, when people used to wipe their mouths with their hair. That may be my favorite sentence of all time. Now, what struck me as particularly painful, by the way, when I was looking him up, was that a number of articles failed to explain how he died. He died of AIDS, but he had a um, heart-related heart attack, Um, but it was was related to the AIDS. Many things said he had a heart attack. Some said he had cancer. And uh, a lot of these things were not upfront about the way in which he died, which I found very disturbing. Um, One detail, however, that I did not find disturbing, his mother's name was Lucille Bird, B-I-R-D. So that's interesting.
1: And we're back. Ugh. Uh? You know, you you gave me, at the start of this episode, you gave me something really sweet, right? Literally. Yeah. A lollipop. And then you gave me a book that is so sour (laughs) that I spit out the lollipop because Mm. all I had in my taste was a bad feeling.
0: Really? Yeah. It was I would have think that it would be cut through by that lovely little lollipop. Nah, no. This is a awful, awful, <laughs> awful book. So but what do you think of it's it? It's awful. Do you? It's do you so bad. I'm not sure. You're you're being very vague with your feelings, so we're gonna have to really <laughs> deep down dive deep You said this was
1: republished? Yeah. Like This people, is a
0: recent republishing. This is awful. Awful. It's too it's too great. (laughs) I would say more uh,
1: descriptive words, but this is a show where kids probably. Why don't we try to go through this and and you can tell me why you think it's awful. Okay, first of all. And and why you're wrong. I've never said this before, but I hate the font on the title page. Okay, so right there I'm just going to stop you. What? (laughs) Look at it, Betsy. Well, it's not it's not great. And then I didn't realize this until I flipped the page. It's throughout the book. <laughs> yeah, throughout the book it's not it's not aerial. I mean that's gotta it's be from Calibri. The time, right. It's not time. That's gotta be
0: an original Gimme that book. I have no idea what year this came out.
1: Well surely that's an original nineteen sixty nine font, right? Oh no. No? I'm pretty sure you can find it in Microsoft Word and it's the annoying one. Oh okay. You, you think get... that's Comic Sans? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Wow. Title, page, font is awful. Then it carries out throughout the book, um, and it's about these two brothers. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, The main character who's talking is talking about his brother, Anthony. Correct. Who is in the title and everything. Right. Uh, And his brother, Anthony, is not very nice. I I do get that impression. um, he, He plays with his friends, and he doesn't let his little brother participate, um his little brother lends him his Snoopy sweatshirt which I thought Snoopy was copyrighted. How is Snoopy in this book? I literally don't know.
0: Um quick make a bunch of random associations in your brain. I literally don't
1: know. Yeah, cuz it I is impressive. Like, I mean I mean you have the illustration and the word Snoopy. I'm pretty sure Really? He, I let him wear my Snoopy sweatshirt. Oh my gosh. I'm pretty sure that's How about you, not a Mouse sweatshirt. Can you wear that? I, like no. <laughs> Anyway, he gives plenty of examples of Anthony not being very nice, right? right Anthony right. threatens to clobber him. Uh, he says he, you know, you stink, and uh, yeah, he's just not a very good older brother. No, but the main character says when I'm six. I'll fix, Anthony. <laughs> now, when we say the word fix, what do we mean by that? That's a great question. Oh, Let's go through all these different examples. Excellent. All right. Uh, well, first of all, he's going to pick up a... This, the, the little brother is going to pick up a stray dog. If, if his brother tries to pet the dog, the dog is going to bite Anthony. Okay. So somehow... How how is getting letting a stray dog bite your brother fixing his attitude towards you? If anything, it's gonna make it worse.
0: That's I not... don't think kids think in those terms. It, the, the whole it making it worse thing kind of eludes them.
1: Well, then we get to the anti vaxxers. Wait, what? Oh, so he says, uh, when I'm six, my brother's gonna have the German measles, which is Ooh. rubella. Yeah, and then my and then he's gonna get the mumps oh um, yeah uh, we've all had the vaccine against that right well we've had the vaccine for both yeah yeah probably this is 1969 but yes and then it says and then anthony will have a virus (laughs) it doesn't doesn't say anything else just Mm, a virus virus people are gonna be thinking about these days Hmm. which you know i'm like okay somehow uh anthony's parents must be anti-vaxxers if he's gotten mumps yeah bella these are virus a a virus Eh, so right eh. so his brother's gonna get sick with all these different diseases and he's gonna the little brother's gonna go to the movies and go to a baseball game and go to a flower show his brother will be on death's door. <laughs> Pretty much. Excellent. Uh, you know, he's going to be able to read the New York Times while Anthony is still... <laughs> the one thing all five-year-olds long to do, but their well, brothers keep them from doing. He'll be, keep he'll them be from six doing. at this point. He will be six, so let's and be And he'll fair. have uh, reading glasses and reading the New York Times while <laughs> Anthony can only read ABCs uh you know so there's big plans in store big big plans he'll be able to stand on his hands and his legs won't wobble but anthony's legs are gonna wobble (laughs) and then if someone tries to like tickle the little brother or pinch him or if someone says give up or i'm gonna clobber you he's gonna stay in his handstand and anthony's gonna give up at the tickles but here's what i find very interesting is that when it says if someone says give up or i'll clobber you it's a little girl in a pink dress <laughs> with a club okay, and she's the female version of beavis from beavis and butthead wow you're making a strong
0: case uh yes looking at those facial features it's beavis's think, little sister i, I think, think it's actually i think it's beavis's mom because obviously this is 1969 she must have grown
1: up and oh, later had beavis that yeah. that makes sense yeah mm-hmm, there you go mm-hmm. yep uh he says, "You know, when I'm six, I'm gonna float, but Anthony's gonna sink to the bottom like a stone. I, I'll breathe in and out when I should, but Anthony's gonna go glug glug. And I'm like, wait, okay, so he wants his brother to drown? I don't
0: think he said drown. He just said glug. Um, there's glug. a there's a picture of his brother drowning. I don't know if he's drowning. He looks um what? De- he looks decidedly sad that he is not floating." I'm he just put his feet down he would stand up the ground is right there seem
1: like a healthy relationship is this supposed to be funny or entertaining I don't think it
0: is a healthy relationship it is fascinating to me who this book is for if this book is supposed to be for little siblings uh I guess it could be but I can't imagine that a parent would be the one to introduce this book to the kids like because parents tend to be like, "We want nice, happy books." This is a more realistic revenge fantasy book.
1: Yeah, I, I don't understand. This, mm. I, I just don't understand. If Anthony is older, how come he can't, you know, read more than just the ABCs or do more than basic math of like one plus one plus two? Yeah, we're not sure how much older uh, Anthony is. Well, in the beginning of the story, it says. My brother Anthony can read books now, but he won't read any books to me. Mm-hmm. So how old can you be when you're reading books? It depends on the books, but, you know, first, second grade, somewhere in there. So seven, eight years old. Yeah. yeah.
0: And this kid is five. Right. Okay. So, yeah, there's like a two, three different But if he's older,
1: I just don't understand. How come he, if he's reading right. in the beginning of the story right. and now he can only understand ABC?
0: Yes, that is correct, What?
1: You know. How did he regress? Six
0: is a glorious age. (laughs) Hey, there's something called the summer slide, where if a kid does not read over the summer, they do regress in their reading. So clearly, Anthony has
1: engaged in the summer slide. Okay, well, I do. I figured out where they're located. Oh, where are they located? Philly. How do you know this? Because it says, uh, when I'm six, we'll have a race, and I'll be at the corner when Anthony hasn't even passed the fire plug. Oh, is that what they call them there? Fire plugs are fire hydrants, but they're called fire plugs in Philly. So that's my guess is that they're in Philly. I think that is a very reasonable guess. Why not? Sure. There's, there's nothing to say otherwise. <laughs> okay, so there's the, there's the Tim Burton uh, bedroom where. Oh, yeah. When the brother's like, when I'm six, my teeth will fall out, and I'll put them under the bed, and the tooth fairy's going to take them away. So this bedroom has black and gray striped wallpaper.
0: It might be a curtain. What if it was like a really long curtain, like across the entire back wall? There,
1: I'm. I want it to be a Tim Burton bat. You bedroom. want it to be
0: okay. Well, that's there you go. It's
1: oh. the only thing I have. Betsy. <laughs>
0: I won't take it from you.
1: And then the Tooth Fairy takes the teeth from under the bed instead of under the pillow. That's interesting.
0: Man, if I could have established that, it would have made the Tooth Fairy thing a lot
1: easier. Ah. But I do like the hustle that the little brother has because what he will do is that he will sell his teeth for more than twice the amount he would get from the Tooth Fairy. Smart. And then sell them to his brother. So if he only gets a dime per tooth, and he upsells them 25 cents per tooth. Yeah. That is a That's good sales See, tactic right there. he's got there. a
0: future in business here. Right? Yep.
1: And then it ends with him saying, uh, well, Anthony's chasing me out of the playroom. And he says that I stink. And then he's going to clobber me. And I have to run now. But when I'm six, I'm going to fix Anthony. And then that's the end. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, that's the second week in a row you've given me a book with an awful ending.
0: What? Yeah. Thinking about it. Oh, you mean last week? Eh. Yeah. Last week's, I kind of came around to that one. This one, I
1: will agree. The ending is not, uh, the ending is not top notch It's just an awful sibling relationship. There's no respect, no love, just violence, revenge, belittling, and I still can't believe that they republished this.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll say some words in its favor. Uh, it's not like the happy dappy sweet, I don't, I'm. I think you could republish this book today. I don't think you could publish it originally today because books where a relationship between siblings is less than sunny and roses and has no conclusion in which everything is okay at the end that is almost unheard of today um if you tried to publish this book today Judith of yours would be told outright by the publisher you need to tack on a happy ending there some like you know anthony needs to learn like the error of his ways well that's not realistic it doesn't matter if it's realistic or not. You still have to slap that happy ending on the end. The thing about this book is this is a very realistic situation for a lot of kids. Yes, they have older, horrible siblings. Um, and they have these elaborate revenge fantasies that will never come true. You know, this kid's going to hit six. Uh, his teeth will come out, but Anthony, the thing he doesn't seem to quite understand. And I wish she had drilled this more home is that, you're going to get older, but your brother's also going to get older. And I think right. that's the logical leap that he has not been able to make, which is very common um, for younger kids to think like, well, I'll be older. I'll be able to get away with a lot more on this sibling of mine, not realizing the, the bark just is, in, in, you can't ever reach it. It's it's up there. Um, and then there's Arnold Bell doing the art, which is very different. I mean, come on. Could you think of anything more anti- frog and toad than this book i mean it it felt like he had to get it out of his system to a certain extent ratings time you go first okay so i actually am very fond of this book um what i am i'm very fond of this book i am fond of the elaborate ridiculous the inherent ridiculousness of it because i think a kid reading this book can point out all the logical fallacies that you yourself have pointed out I think they can see all the problems that with what this kid is coming up with. Like, well, then I'll be able to do this, and then I'll be able to do this. And the kids are like, "Oh, silly boy, no, you won't." Um, but they can enjoy the kid, like cathartically, um, try, like you know, trying to come up with some way where he's on top and his brother's on the bottom because he obviously feels consistently like that is never the case. Uh, it's I, it's unique. You will not find many books like that. Do I think it's a classic? I actually do not. Um, I like what it does in that it is not something I get to see very often. I think maybe there is a place for this book in the world, but it's not my favorite. The art is not extraordinary. Um, As you pointed out, the font is lamentable. And the art, even with, you know, it's a restrained color palette, which I don't mind, but... This just looks like Arnold Lobel just like came up with a bunch of static images and then just sort of plopped them in different parts of the page. There isn't an overall flow. It doesn't really, like, the, the images, there's nothing particular. I mean, it feels like a kind of a write-off for him. Like, he was like, it was an interesting thought experiment turned into a picture book.
1: So I'm giving it a four. Okay, you're higher than me. Well, duh. I gave it a 1.5. Oh, my lord! you haven't been down on the ones in a long time. It is absolutely wow. not a classic. The whole book is filled with a brother's violent daydreams of making his brother feel bad because that's how he feels in reality. Yeah. I get that kids might be able to relate to that, but what is this book trying to say? That you too can daydream about putting your brother down and mocking him and wanting him to drown and have him be in pain and make him feel stupid. Like, I'm very grateful that I didn't have a brother who made me feel any of that because he's older and I'm younger. Oh, my God, yes. Um, I didn't feel any of that when we were kids. Uh, This book, I hate the illustrations, I hate the font, and I hate the story. (laughs) The only saving grace is that it shows how important and how good vaccines are because he doesn't want Ah! his brother to have any. Yes. And the Tim Burton bedroom. That's, that's wow, it. Wow, that's it. That's, that's all it. I, you
0: know, I came up with.
1: Yeah. All right. So it is definitely. I don't think it's a classic. Not it's a not freaking not classic. Not a classic. Get Interesting. All right. Get this out of my house. I got to start coming
0: up with some good books just for a change here. Because <laughs> we've had two uh, two not so great things. And speaking of which, letters time. Mm. So we have uh, we have three different people who, who commented on last week's book, which was The Hockey Sweater. Mm-hmm. You know, the Canadians, they really uh, they really showed force on this one. They really they really came to represent. So, first and foremost, we have a uh, note from Mary, and she says, "I heard your podcast. Can't say I enjoyed it, unfortunately." Sorry, Mary. You really have to have grown up in Quebec to really yep. understand why the story is so popular in Canada. I am not arguing with that statement. Yep. It also helps to know that Maurice, okay, richard we mispronounced this repeatedly in the episode apparently was one of the greatest hockey players of all time he even started a riot maybe you'll like the animated short film instead and then she provided a link which i will be more than happy to put in the show notes if anyone would like to see a maurice richard uh animated short film so that was mary eric wrote in and eric was like i can't help with the pronunciation of the author But I can offer a slight correction on Maurice Richard. Richard is pronounced Richard rather than Richard, which was what I had been doing. Also, Kat mentioned, so this person knows you, uh, that we call the garments jerseys rather than sweaters. I would agree, but there are lots of pedantic gatekeeper hockey fans in America who would tell you that it is always a sweater and never a jersey. But those guys are jerks. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, um, for the author's pronunciation, uh, Sherry hooked me up with the teachingbooks.net, uh, pronunciation page. If you are unfamiliar with this site, teachingbooks.net provides pronunciations for every author, every children's illustrator, um, that is out there. They, they go on. I am even on there myself because Betsy Bird, very difficult to pronounce. Very, (laughs) very difficult. Yes.
1: Grown up things we like. Okay, let's get something a little more happy. Yay! So if you have Hulu, there is a show called Up to Speed. And there are, it's only one season. Oh, good. <laughs> it is six episodes. And it's this uh, New York City tour guide named Timothy. His nickname is Speed, hence the show's name, Up to Speed. Um, and he brings tourists to lesser-known monuments in America. Essentially, it's a weird guy interviewing landmarks like the actual landmark like he's talking to... he's talking to a statue he's I talking can... to a uh... is he in one part of the country or is nope, he nope nope so uh he goes to san francisco chicago there's an episode about uh kansas and missouri about the state line um virginia new york it's not kid-friendly, uh, since there's a lot of swearing. Okay. (laughs) But it's quirky and interesting, and it's sad that there's only six episodes, because it's, uh, it's different. Huh. Yeah.
0: Can I ask, does he visit the talking gigantic Paul Bunyan
1: statue that's somewhere in America? Uh, no. Okay, too bad, because that would be cool. Okay. Like, the San Francisco episode, for example, he goes and he talks to a gold fire hydrant. (laughs) And the fire hydrant talks back and talks about how, why it's golden and how it survived the the big fire and that every year they paint it gold and it's...
0: So this feels like something that would fit into that gap uh, that I acquired when Drunk History left me.
1: Yes. Ah, very it, nice. Again, it's a very short show. That's fine. But one short season. Anyway, yeah, it's called Up to
0: Speed on Hulu. Oh, that is very good. Uh, Mine is actually related to the Olympics. Wait, it's not a podcast? No. What? I know, I know. Well, I have to work through all the ones that I've already mentioned on the show already. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, No, no, this is is a video more specifically. See, there is this new comedian out there. She's probably been around for a very long time. Her name is Quinta Brunson. Uh, She's my favorite at the moment. She's got a new show on ABC called Abbott Elementary. I'm sure it's fine, but that is not... Not why I do it. She put out a video called If I Came in Second Place at the Winter Olympics. <laughs> it is so funny and so charming. Uh, it's her being introduced, like being interviewed by a guy who clearly wants her to put down the other team or say she's really upset because she didn't get the gold. And she is just so effusive and happy for having gotten second. And she's like, I I guess you couldn't see that the the Germans would really come ahead. She's like, no, Germans like an ice village of a country. You know, I'm from West (laughs) Philly. This was great. And she just keeps going on. And someone wrote uh, in connection to this video, they should use this in intro journalism classes to illustrate the concept of media narrative. Also, it is really funny. It is really funny. And so that is my favorite thing right now. I'll put it in the show notes if I can. Okay. Hooray. Cool. So we started out with something sweet, and then you found something sour, and now we're back on the sweet. Yay. Yay. (laughs) What could be wrong with that? But I will try to find something actually good next time. For
1: the kids going back to school, maybe? Oh,
0: well... It's a
1: little early. Um, but no, there's kids going back into school now. Are there really some yeah. going back now?
0: All right, fine. Okay, well, I, as it happens, um, I do even have in my possession, at this very moment in time, a back-to-school book. So, <gasps> we will do back-to-school. Yay! Hooray! Can't guarantee it's going to be good. Can't guarantee it's going to be bad. It's just going to be something. We'll find out. We'll find out. And until we do, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse Number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM, or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Caden Kime, and our sage marshmallow is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Atienza and Betsy Bird.